Do you believe that you can heal yourself? Too often, we give our power away to something outside of ourselves and rarely, if ever, trust and tap into our innate healing power and intuition. Everyone has this capability to heal in ways we never thought possible. It's your sovereign right to claim and have true health and lasting wellness. Now, here is the host of the Dr. Dolores Show, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in our wonderful universe. And welcome to another episode of the Dr. Dolores Show with your host, me, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me certain things about myself, and I really don't like talking about myself all that much, yet I was asked to talk about my medical intuitive background and what I do. So I'm here today to talk to you about that. You know, medical intuition, it's more like being able to read somebody's physical body. It's no different than regular intuition. It's like you get a hunch about something. I know some people take formal courses of study to look at those things or to hone in their skills. But for me, it was just an innate ability that I came into this world with. Do you ever have those situations where you know you know what you know, but yet you don't know what to call it or how to label it? And then you go searching outside of yourself to see where you kind of fit fit in with everybody else's stuff. That just doesn't work for me because it's like my stuff is so unique to me that each one of us has our gifts that are unique to us as well. And sometimes we do ourselves a huge disservice by um, trying to search for what we already know outside of ourselves and to make an alignment or to think that maybe we're good enough or compare ourselves or just seeking as to what this is all about. So my healing journey kind of started from a very young age. I just would know things and intuitively um, I just had a lot of wisdom and my poor parents did just didn't know what to do with me because you just never knew what was going to come out of my mouth and when. <laughs> And, you know, when I grew up in the late 50s and 60s, so you have to realize that there was a layer of, okay, everything needs to look perfect from the outside so people don't think you're crazy or start poking fun at you or judging or criticizing you. Everybody pretended that they lived in this perfect world when in essence, it was anything but perfect. But, you know, maybe it was perfect for us each individually. And it didn't fit into the norm of what culture or what our society deems as what is acceptable and what is normal. So it, it's interesting to um, look back on that and how everything transformed. Now, my parents have long been since deceased. And, you know, I do communicate with them in another dimension, sometimes through, you know, going to a medium or whatever. And it was interesting to hear their take on things about me. They said, you know what? We just didn't know what to do with you. 
And, you know, they, because I really pushed their envelope and pushed their limits a lot. And I think one of the, one of the most weird things that ever happened was this, um, as a child, you know, I was raised Catholic, um, both sides of my family were, you know, uh, indoctrinated into the whole Catholicism and, you know, everything was like doom and gloom and um, what would the neighbors think? And it was about being shamed, humiliated, and, you know, pretty much tortured and persecuted <laughs> for lack of a better description. Thank God I'm a recovering Catholic now. I don't practice any set religion. I just consider myself spiritual. But to circle back to that, I remember, you know, as part of being raised Catholic, you have the sacraments that you received. And, you know, when I was about in second grade, I think I was probably about six or seven years old, we were to go to our first confession. And so for those people who are not aware of Catholicism, it's like when you go to confession, you confess your sins to the priest in this, this the priest hides behind this I kind of put them in a closet and there was these little, little uh, uh, private little rooms on the side of the closet where you go in, you, the priest opens that and, you know, tells me what, you know, says to you, what are your sins? And then he gives you some type of uh, prayers to say after to, to uh, neutralize those. So I just remember saying this to my mother. I said, if God's everywhere, why can't I just talk to him directly? Why do I have to talk to the man in the box? She just didn't know what to do. I mean, because when you look at it, it's just like, yeah, God is everywhere. And why would you want to not have a direct conversation with him instead of going through, you know, going through a second party? So I thought that was really, you know, looking back on it, that was pretty insightful for a young person. And not only that, too, it's just like you just I just knew things ahead of time. I know in my history of being in the Catholic Church, it's just like I would go and have this overwhelming sadness because it was not what I remembered it to be 2000 years prior. I had um, had a lifetime where I did walk the earth at the same time that, you know, Jesus and Mary and everybody else did. And it was not the, my per perception and um, exposure to the Catholic faith in present day time. And of course, that time was the 1960s and 70s was not what I recalled it being almost 2000 years before. So I really questioned that and really had a challenging time with that. And actually, that assisted me in exploring further for myself. So how does this whole thing with intuition and medical intuition kind of integrate with this? Well, I feel that people have their gifts, like I said, and some people are more geared at whatever they're involved in. Maybe it's business, their intuition comes up. So they're more of a, um, their intuition kind of gets enhanced when they're in business settings. Or if a person it works around a lot of medical people, sometimes that ability, you're, you're honing in your ability to connect energetically. I believe each one of us is very intuitive. I believe we all come into this lifetime with a varying degree of that intuitiveness. And let me say this, it's like, it's like a continuum. It's a line, either it's 
mildly developed or it's extremely developed. And we kind of fall someplace along that line. So based on what we signed up for in this lifetime, will assist you into um, enhancing that, or maybe it, you're not to use it in this lifetime. It's about these gifts are there for you. It's whether or not you choose to work with those and allow those to um, blossom and uh, grow and assist you on your path. So for me, I was just dialed in. I felt everything at a very deep level. And, and fortunately, in our home where I grew up, we were told not to feel, not to to be quiet. Children were to be seen and not heard. A lot of you probably are very familiar with that saying. And that was my childhood growing up. And what was interesting was I would just, you know, there's no filter. It would just come out. And I know that I'm, I was speaking my truth, but then you would get ridiculed, punished, or even um, chastised for it. So it was about knowing when I could discern and when I could, um, you know, say things and when I couldn't say things. But then on the flip side of that, why would you want to be able to filter that? So, you know, it was a whole different time. You're going back 50, 60 years ago a different time and place. And I am so grateful and thankful now that things are much different. Your innate abilities, your intuitiveness, your gifts that you have are actually being more accepted, integrated into the world. And we are coming into our own allowing us to reconnect with that inner aspect of who we truly are, which is part of our intuition basically. So for me, you know, for many people, they know that I am a nurse practitioner. So I actually help in surgical procedures. And it was interesting because throughout my whole nursing career, even when I was in college, I would see auras and energy around people. I would be in lecture and looking up at stage and I was like, why is there a real big, interesting blob around the professor? And I'm thinking to myself, is anybody else seeing this or is it just me? <laughs> and I would just tap into that and I was able to learn from that just by, just by I wouldn't say trial and error, but just by observing and questioning that and having a deeper understanding of what might be going on. And, you know, as I segmented into my career, I've been in healthcare since I was 18. So I will be turning the ripe old age of 65 in another month. So I've been doing healthcare for a very long time. And I've been really connected with the aspects of who I am on a real deep spiritual level for a very long time, my entire life. So you kind of blend those two together. It makes for some interesting times. So I remember... Um, being a young nurse on the floors and um, just knowing when things were going to head south with somebody before anybody would know, I would just know. It was like you could just tap into the energy of that person and you could tell kind of what was going on. So innately, I just knew the next steps. It got to be very interesting when the doctors would come up to you and say, how did you know that? I said, I don't know, I just knew. And I would just walk away because 
I didn't know where it came from. It came from poof in the air. And, and so it got to the point where once I was working from the floors and I transitioned to working in the intensive care unit in the early um, 1980s, I was up in uh, New Haven, Connecticut at Yale New Haven Hospital. And I worked in the um, medical intensive care unit probably for about three years. And it was as if, um, you know, when you're working one one-on-one -on -one with somebody, like you are tapping into who they are, the essence, because they're an energetic being, okay? You're an energetic being, they're an energetic being. And it's like their energy kind of talks to your energy and you kind of know what's going on if you're open enough and receptive. When you would have patients who are like in a comatose state, that gets to be even more challenging because believe it or not, even though they're in a coma, they're very much there. They will talk to you. They will tell you things. They will, you know, assist. It's almost like you're the bridge person between the physical and that world, even though they are unconscious, they're very present in the room. When the ICU doc, I mean, I would always be able to tell who was going to cardiac arrest by the end of the ship. It's just like, I just would know. And I would just tell the doctors, I said, you know, I have this I have this feeling that something's going to take place and I'm not really sure what's going to happen in the eight hours I'm going to be here. But I said, I will probably be talking to you later and something would, you know, develop. And it wasn't as if I was projecting bad things onto a person. It was like, this is the information that I was receiving from them telepathically or from their body telepathically, that something was just not right. And so when this started happening on a pretty regular basis, the physicians really, um, they, they listened to when I said something because they knew that I had the credibility that I just knew stuff. Um, and of course, this is in the 1980s. So this is still like, I'm going to call it in the medieval times of modern medicine when it comes to spirituality, because that it was that everybody thought that the physical was so separate from the mental, the emotional and spiritual aspect of a person. It's just like they thought the physical was it. And that was the cat's meow and, you know, in a box, package it up and, you know, on to the next thing. What we know now is that everything is so interconnected, probably more than you could imagine. It's more of a matrix than a linear progression. And, you know, we're getting ready to go on our first break here. But when I come back, let's talk more about how things are interconnected on a different level. You're listening to the Dr. Dolores Show. I'm Dr. Dolores Vizzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. And when we come back, we'll talk more about medical intuition. Do you trust your instincts? Many of us don't. Yet this is the key to connecting to your innate healer within and your intuition. Tune in to The Dr. Dolores Show with nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, to receive insights and tools to realign with your inner wisdom for lasting health and true wellness. Listen for The Dr. Dolores Show, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Dr. Dolores Show with Dr. Dolores Fazino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Dolores at drdoloresfazino.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Dr. Dolores Show. I'm Dr. Dolores Fazino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. And we are talking today about medical intuition. And in our first segment, we kind of went through my little background of talking about intuition and how intuition, everybody has that. We're on a continuum. It's either mildly developed or extremely developed, but everybody falls a little bit on that that continuum. And, you know, some of us develop that because, you know, of the gifts that we are supposed to embrace and utilize in our lifetime. And sometimes they're in the background. So everybody's different and unique. And what makes medical intuition a little different than just being intuitive is that you're just working with another person and you're able to pick up things medically. I want to circle back to, you know, we talked about my experiences early on in my career as a um, registered nurse and an ICU nurse, uh, working with patients, you know, one-on-one and picking up things physically, what was going on. I think that Western medicine has come a long way. It still has much to gain from the concept of integrating the body, mind, and soul into the whole practice of uh, medicine. Um, And the good news is, is it's starting and to be able to witness that is huge for me. So, you know, let's talk about more about my more current experiences when I work with a client and I tap into things. For some people, you know, my methodology of doing medical intuition is just like, I'm, I sit fully present with the person. So I'm in my body grounded, but also listening, not with just my physical ears, with the ears from my heart, the brain from my heart, and um, my speaking from the heart as well. It's like I'm fully integrated into my body. And I believe when you're fully present, this is where you could, this is where the gift comes that you're, when a person comes to you, you are able to tap into things that maybe that you would not be able to see when you pop into your head, number one. Number two is that a lot of times when people start talking, the energy of what they're saying, you could actually read between the energetic lines of what's really going on. And sometimes there is glitches that people aren't even aware that they are experiencing, but when you're able to unravel that a little bit more for them, they see it there and it's like, this is where the aha moments come. So it's really not about healing it for them. It's about, for me, it's about 
providing the information so they could heal it for themselves and have those incredible aha moments. Because we are all capable of healing ourselves. Oftentimes we give our power away to something or somebody outside of ourselves. And a lot of times this is done more on an unconscious basis than a conscious basis. So it's about teaching people how to tap into their innate ability to do that for themselves. It's like the principle of teaching a person how to fish, then they'll be able to fish for a lifetime and take care of themselves. Same idea. So when somebody comes to me, I, I remember having a, a gentleman several years ago who was actually on the transplant list for a liver. And this goes back maybe close to 12, 14 years ago. Um, for some odd reason, he would get so close to be getting the organ and then the 11th hour, something would happen. And I kept tapping into his energy and what they showed me was how his body was connected. And like I said, it's not a linear progression. It's more of a matrix, okay? So he was supposed to get a liver transplant, but what I saw was there's two channels that came from his heart going to the liver. One was inflow, one was outflow. And just like the heart goes to different organs, the same thing, inflow, outflow, inflow, outflow. And then the liver was going back to something else. And so what was happening was this, when they do transplants, you know, they, the body, you know, they, they harvest the organs and then they uh, determine if there's a match with the blood types and stuff like that. So it's the proper fit for the person. So I knew for this person in particular that he had tried a lot of different alternative modalities to heal his liver, but I knew from a deep level, from what my intuition was telling me that for him, it was a karmic gift that he was to receive from a person in another place and time in this lifetime, that this was the payback that he was going to be receiving a donor liver as a payback, as a karmic thing. So that was one aspect of it. The other aspect of it was this, that I just felt like he came to the 11th hour and something always would trip it up. And so I really tapped into his heart space. And what I found there was like, there was a blockage. There was the blockage going from the heart to the liver. So when there's a blockage, the energy doesn't flow. And so I kind of tapped in more to find out what this blockage was. And, um, and I've got some type of grief or some heartache that he was holding on to. And it was like, it needed some forgiveness work. So what I presented to him, I said, you know, I'm feeling as if when I go to your heart, you're hanging on or something is there that needs to be addressed. And all of a sudden he burst out crying, sobbing. And he, he knew what, what it was. And I said, I'm going to invite you to do some forgiveness work around that. So a week passed, he had done the forgiveness work. And you know that his liver became available to him within that week. This is how powerful energy is and how we could shift things to allow us to heal things that we need to heal to allow the momentum to carry forth 
to gain the the gifts, if you want to call it that, that are for us. And in this case, it was a karmic gift from a person that he didn't know in this lifetime, but in a previous lifetime, there was some karmic debt that was being repaid. So to me, that was like a huge, huge epiphany. And to this day, he received his liver and he's, and he's thriving. So um, this was just one example of, of many that people have had um, incredible healing experiences from being able to step into their own power and do the work that they need to do to shift the energy to allow this to manifest. I think for so many people, it's about learning how to get out of our own way. We have a tendency to pop into our brains and try to figure something out or try to control it or let alone if something is supposed to no longer be there for us, we're attached to that like a pit bull to a calf of, uh, of, uh, of a person's leg. It's just like, we just don't want to let go of it, even though it's no longer serving us. It's about, and yes, that comes with a lot of uncertainty and it scares the bejeebers out of a lot of people. It's like, I would rather cling on and, and hang on to something that is, you know, no longer serving me than to allow that and take a chance and with the unknown. And, you know, I feel that we're in a point of humanity's evolution where it's time to step into our physical body, think, speak, listen, hear from our heart and just trust. Because really it's about trusting and blind trust and faith right now. I also, people know this too, that through my career, as I've developed my, my coaching and my other gifts, my speaking, um, and also teaching and mentoring. I've also been still working in the clinical setting in, in I'm going to call it the surgical realm, probably the last 30 years of my trip. And that's where it's gotten very interesting because um, I decided that <laughs> after um, missing the exit to go to work when I was in the intensive care unit, and only wanting to take care of patients who are comatose, had no families, and I only wanted to work the night shift, it was time for a shift. Because for me, energetically, it was just too overwhelming to be part of that aspect. And my soul was craving something different. So I did a lateral transfer to surgery. And I've been in the surgical realm probably since 1987. So, and also as an assistant in surgery since probably 1994. So it's coming up to 30 years. It's been interesting because a lot of times people don't understand surgery and what happens behind the closed doors of the surgical suite. There's a lot that happens, even though the patient's asleep, there's many things that are happening physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and also dimensionally. Um, you know, a lot of times it's about tapping into the essence of the patient. I see a lot when patients come through the OR door. 
Um, and let me just backtrack a little bit. I assist in surgical procedures. So as a nurse practitioner, I'm considered a mid-level practitioner. I have a skill set that allows me to go into surgical procedures to be the assistant surgeon to the surgeon. So both the surgeon and I are doing the operation. Um, I enjoy it. I find a lot of peace. I find that this is my Zen and what I really enjoy doing. Um, it also comes with a lot of other things too, that when we come back from break, I will get more into, but you know, I don't know if people know this, but when a person's anesthetized, they're still very present in the room Bet you didn't know that, but it's the truth. They're just in another dimension energetically, even though their physical body and the anesthesia that they receive, they are not feeling anything, but their soul is in another energy timeline. And so we are able to kind of work with that from behind the scenes. Also, not only is it the person in the room, the patient, it's like you have nine other physical bodies and there's a cast of thousands that are in the invisible or what we call in the quantum field. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when I return after our break. But, you know, it's something to think about. You know, behind the closed doors of surgery, there's a lot more things going on than people know. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Dr. Dolores Show. I'm Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. And we're talking about medical intuition. And when we come back, we'll talk some more. Do you trust your instincts? Many of us don't. Yet this is the key to connecting to your innate healer within and your intuition. Tune in to The Dr. Dolores Show with nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, to receive insights and tools to realign with your inner wisdom for lasting health and true wellness. Listen for The Dr. Dolores Show, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Dr. Dolores Show with Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Dolores at drdoloresfazino.com. Now, back to the program. 
Well, welcome back, everybody. We are talking about medical intuition today, and I'm Dr. Dolores Vizzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer, your host of the Dr. Dolores Show on Inspired Choices Network. So before we broke, um, we talked a little bit about my history as far as working with with clients and, you know, things to think about and my version of what medical intuition is for me and how I practice it. Um, you know, before we went on break, we were talking about my surgical career and how I have been utilizing my gifts in that field, more so in the quantum world and quantum field versus the physical. So, you know, it's really interesting because as you know, everywhere you go, here you are. Okay. So it's just like, sometimes you just can't turn things off because this is just the innate ability of who you are, your gifts come through. So especially when you're in the present moment and you um, have embraced living in your body versus in your head, it's like when you are grounded in your body, you have access to way more capabilities than you're aware of. Your, your senses get heightened, your abilities to um, see things, feel things, hear things are also heightened as well. So, you know, I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you some examples from my surgical career where the intuition was, was um, very, very much on, on key and on par. And I just remember there was a time when um, we had a patient come in and she was scheduled for an elective surgery, okay? She was supposed to have her gallbladder out and we were doing it laparoscopically. That means, you know, minimally invasive with tele with uh, a, like a telescope and some ports and, you know, they put instruments in and you're able to visualize inside and, and do things. And for some odd reason, when I looked at her, we had prepped her, something just wasn't right. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, no, 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 something's wrong, something's wrong. Because she was really distended and I just saw some dark and dark, uh, I want to say cloud over the lower part of her belly. And it was like, that wasn't anywhere near where we were going to go. But I kept, you know, thumbing through the charts to think that we missed something or whatever. And I looked at her, I said, all right. So I walked out to the scrub sink and I said to the surgeon, I said, I think when we get inside, there's going to be more than what you bargained for. That's all I said. And sure enough, when we opened her up, she was riddled with cancer. I don't know how I knew this, but I knew something was off. And and I asked the doctor, I said, do you think it's ovarian? Because that's what that's what I got. And come to find out that's what it was. So she was coming in just for an elective procedure, something that was completely unrelated to that. And that's what happened. Another time, I just remember, you know, I, I just, I would just say things, but it's just like, it wasn't, it's not as if it was like an ego trip. It was just like, I would just say things to people. I said, you know, I think, have you checked it? Have you thought about this? I would just get an intuitive hit. And then of course, it's the way you present it to people. Um, it's about, okay, wanting to invite them in a way that they kind of look at it from their perspective without you telling them what to do. <laughs> okay. That's it's, it's just, we all know the message is the effectiveness of the message is how it's delivered. Okay. 
And I have, I have learned and have learned and continue to learn how to deliver the message with a lot more love, grace, and ease, and also to be more inviting to people versus just say, you need to do this. I mean, you would never do it, right? It's about allowing the flow of that. So I remember these two older surgeons that, you know, they kind of, they kind of liked me and they took me underneath their wing and they were having a challenge with this one patient who was, they were going to do an exploratory lap. That means they were going to open the belly from, from stem to stern. Basically, this is like old school. We rarely do that now because everything is done through little small openings and telescopes and stuff like that. But anyway, they said, you know, we can't figure out what's, what's going on with this lady. And somehow they, they said, what do you think it is before they even got in there? So I tapped in and I figured out, I said, there's something going on with the colon and something was twisted or something like that. And sure enough, when they got in there, it was exactly how I said it. And they're like, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. I just knew. And I just walked away. It's just like, you know, so it's like tapping into the energy of things. And then there's, there's been other instances too, where you just know what you know, what you know. I think one of the most interesting things was this. I had one patient one time who um, apparently was, um, she had, well, anyway, what had happened was she had a ruptured aortic aneurysm and they brought her in emergently into the surgery suite. And outside the room in another dimension was a young looking man who looked like he was probably in his thirties or forties. And this lady was probably in her eighties and her husband had been deceased for a while. And he said to me, I'm here to take my bride home. And I'm like, okay. So we get in and do her surgery and things were not going well at all. In fact, um, I think we just barely got her out of the operating room and she ended up um, transpiring or trans transitioning in the PACU. But it's like, I knew that some, you know, by that conversation that I had with that man who was in another dimension, who was there waiting for his wife, basically, to escort her back to the other side. So it's interesting to have be privy to seeing things and, and, you know, being able to assist on that level to whatever that is, if it's in the need of helping somebody transition over, it's creating this space or holding the space for that to happen. So I also shared about, you know, working in the quantum and I'm going to backtrack a little bit because like I said, when you're in a surgical suite, there's like, there's close to like nine physical people, you know, between anesthesia, the nurses, the techs, and anybody else who runs that OR suite. There's a lot of physical bodies in the room. There's also a cast of thousands in the etheric, in the quantum field that are assisting as well. And I know this is a stretch for some people, but yet I see this. And sometimes when we're doing something in surgery, it's like, okay, I'm going to back up. Each one of us has a medical team that we work with for ourselves. What happens sometimes is that when we are in surgery, 
You have your medical team, the doctor's medical team, the surgeon who's doing the operation, the patient's medical team, and the, the anesthesiologist. Everybody brings their medical team and it's like they're having a conference in a different dimension, checking out things and, and wiring things and, 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 and coordinating and working together energetically so that things run smoothly. For those of us who are really connected energetically and could feel and see these things, it's really like a, a symphony orchestra working and um, it's able to fine tune and to, you know, offer possibilities. It's also like being able to tap into your intuitive hunches about things if you're wired that way to say, well, you know, have you thought about X, Y, and Z? And this is not just only book knowledge that, you know, many of us have. It's like just having that wisdom of just knowing that something and trusting your gut on things and knowing something is not quite right. And maybe we need to look at something else as another possibility. Those are things that kind of come into play. Um, and you know, sometimes we have varying degrees of people who are awake and aware like myself and some people who are just in their heads and not even, you know, it's like they're playing a whole nother game, but all of this is going on and that capability is there. So what's really kind of interesting when I've been assisting in surgery, it seems like what people have, the feedback that I've received is that they say, you know, we don't know what it is you do, but whenever you're here, things go much smoother or, you know, the outcomes are, are better. And I'm very humbled by that because I am just doing what my gifts are and what I know, what I know, what I know. I find it interesting too when a patient comes through the into the surgical suite when they're just getting ready we're getting ready to move them from their bed over to the smaller bed to get them ready for their operation before they have their anesthesia. I look at the patient and I do what I can to connect with them eye to eye heart to heart because they are scared. I mean, you could see the stress and the anxiety on their face and I could read it in their body. And it's just like, I just make eye contact with them and smile and just say, welcome. I'm glad you're here. We're going to take amazing care of you. Um, and, you know, sometimes I just touch their foot because their energy field is so large around their head, meaning that they're in their head, they're worried, they're, they're anxious, they're stressed out. What I do when I touch their feet, I energetically pull their energy from their head down, like a like pulling down a shade down their body so they're anchored into their physical body. Because when we know a patient's more anchored in their physical body, they have a tendency to do better on their procedures, okay? I know this is a little out there for people, but it's the truth. People respond to the energy, the energy of the room, the vibe of the room. That's why sometimes we play amazing music to set the tone and set the frequency and the energy because there's so much going on with the vibration of music. And if you have any doubt about that, look up 
um, the Hertz and Solgerio, Solfra, I'm going to butcher this up, Solfragio, um, you know, the, the uh, I'm going to call it 528 Hertz for lack of a better description, but 528 Hertz is like music that is very assistive in healing, rejuvenation, and restorative action. So I recommend li people listening to that so it helps their body vibrate at a higher frequency so it could um, it could heal itself. So when we talk about the music and the setting, when, you know, everybody is calm and relaxed, it's an energy. It flows very well. And, you know, when people are, you know, disconnected from themselves and not what's not paying attention to what's going on, it's fragmented. And it's like having to, um, work a little harder to raise the frequency of the room so that people will hop onto that and move forward. So, you know, being an intuitive and being in a surgical setting, there's a lot more going on than you know. So I can't believe it's like time for a third break already. I've been just gabbing on and, and rattling things, but um, you're listening to the Dr. Dolores Show. I'm Dr. Dolores Fazino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive and energy whisperer. And we've been talking about medical intuition. So when we return back, we'll wrap it up and we'll talk about what's to come in the future. Take care. Do you trust your instincts? Many of us don't. Yet this is the key to connecting to your innate healer within and your intuition. Tune in to The Dr. Dolores Show with nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, to receive insights and tools to realign with your inner wisdom for lasting health and true wellness. Listen for The Dr. Dolores Show, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Dr. Dolores Show with Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to dolores at drdoloresfazzino.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about medical intuition today on the Dr. Dolores Show, and I'm Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. And so, as you can see, medical intuition is so uniquely different, and it's also geared towards the individual person and their innate abilities and embracing their innate abilities to do that without even being certified or um, taught by somebody else, a methodology that's unique to another person. So if there's any budding medical intuitives out there, I am, I invite you, reach out to me. I'd love to chit chat with you and just encourage you and to assist you on, you know, your path as far as, you know, asking questions um, or needing resources or what to go and what to what to, what to, what's your next step? I highly encourage people to trust their intuition on this. If you feel like you do need to take class, by all means do so. But if you are curious about that and you have those gifts already, I embrace you just to take a step deeper within yourself and to tap into that, or maybe use 
a credentialing or certificate thing as a stepping stone to embrace a foundational piece and then allow it to take you to where you're going to go with it. Um, you know, so medical intuition is way more than just focusing on the medical condition of a person. It's more like tapping into the energies of the entire person, be it the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical and dimensional aspects and having that all come together so you could support a person the best way that you can. Like I said, I'm a firm believer in teaching people how to do for themselves because I'm not about fixing it for you. I'm about teaching you how you could fix it for yourself. That's I really empower people to do that because this is where we at. We have to come back to trusting ourselves. And this is what the bottom line is, trusting that innate knowledge that we have. We have everything we need to heal ourselves within ourselves. Sometimes we get lost. We get fearful. We have that uncertainty and we just are um, not trusting ourselves. And it's circling back to trust, trust yourself. And um, Sarah asked, how do you know if you're a medical intuitive? Oh, okay. She said, I already answered her question. It's like, you're going to know. It's like, do you pick up things on people? Do you um, just know things about somebody before, you know, and you say something to somebody and they're like, oh my God, yes, that's, that's true. You probably have the gift. Like I said, everybody has that ability to be intuitive. We just compartmentalize it into medical. I think it's intuitive across the board. Um, so because you just can't turn it off, it's just like <laughs> you could focus on physical, but you're going to get the other aspects of it as well. So, you know, circling back to this is just like, just go with it, trust it. You know, sometimes you know, you don't know what, who you're there for. You might be there for the patient on the table. For me, sometimes I'm there for the staff. It's like, sometimes the staff is going through some major stuff and I find it comforting when, you know, both, you know, staff inclusive of physicians, surgeons, anesthesiologists, administrators, they come to me and they ask for console on, well, what do you think, blah, 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 or what are your thoughts on blah, blah, blah. And to me, to witness that has just been huge because it's confirming to me that people are ready to hear these things. And maybe for them, life has just been really challenging and they're looking for other, you know, other possibilities and other options. So, you know, when it, I, and I enjoy being in service to people too, it's just like, I love to help people. I love to, to see them get, get the wins and the aha moments. It's so cool. So we are getting close to the end of our, our time together. What I, what I want to talk about is, Next week, and you know, our talk today is segueing into um, another visit with um, Tom Palladino, who is the scalar energy healing expert, who was actually on our earlier show in November. And he's coming back to share more about um, scalar technology and scalar healing. And I truly believe it's probably going to be one of the forefront runners of healing in the future. Of It's one of many things that are coming um, that humanity is vibrating high enough that we're tapping into it. I believe it's already, it's been here for a long period of time. It's just energetically, we weren't ready for it. So it didn't show itself and now we are. So I myself have been 
part of Tom's program for the last month and I just had labs drawn. So I'm going to be really curious to find out what shifts occurred for myself in the last four, well, three, three to four months energetically, because I'm working with one of his programs. But we're going to talk more about how that technology helps people heal in ways they never thought possible without really doing anything physically, but working in another dimension in the quantum field. So stay tuned next week for that. Um, so I also want to circle back to is like for those people that aren't aware of this, there's a summit coming up and I know it's coming up February 1st. So those of you watching today, I invite you to go to the Take Action Now Summit. It's going to be February 1st from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm actually going to be speaking tomorrow on Resilient Trust, Conquering Moments of Doubt. So if you like what you heard today, you might even enjoy hearing more people like myself share their wisdom because many of us who are hosts on Inspired Choices Network with our own shows are coming together and doing the summit as well. We recently also had a book that hit an international bestseller on Amazon. It's called Light from the Shadows, Enriching the Lives of Others. And it's Inspired Choices Net Network hosts sharing their wisdom with you. And you could grab your copy from amazon.com or amazon.ca. So there's a lot going on here at Inspired Choices Network and also at the Dr. Dolores um, show, but also the Dr. Dolores website as well. So know that we are in interesting times. If you're intuitive, you're probably also a medical intuitive as well, because we don't separate that stuff out. And even if you have no medical background, you might be able to see things about people and give them insights. Whatever your intuition is, I, I invite you to continue to trust that, to develop that, to sit with that, to love it and appreciate it <laughs> because it gives you lots of insight. And when we step out of our own way, we create, we have allow for the miracles to happen in our lives that are going to become everyday occurrences and not just once in a while. So continue to trust yourself and most importantly, be kind to yourself. You are worth it. And I love you more than you could imagine. And just keep moving forward and never, ever give up. So see you next time. And make sure you tune in next week for Scalar Energy Healing with Tom Palladino and myself as we talk more about the future of healing in the quantum world. Take care. See you later. And bye-bye. <laughs>
You are worth it.